Gaming History 101. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Gaming History 101, the Retro Video Games Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, and joining me today from, oh, let's say a random wuxia uh, movie of late is my co-host, partner in crime, Mr. Jem Elias. How are you doing, sir? Jem, you are on mute. How are you doing, sir? Sorry about that. There <laughs> that he a, is. A mistake, All right. We've got a homie. He's <laughs> oh, here. Dear. No, it's fine. He had to fight off some people with flying daggers at the last exactly. minute. Exactly. So yeah, that exactly. Go. Yo, um, <laughs> colorful blossoms and you know, amazing uh, cinematography everywhere. Those <laughs> sort of things. But... All right. So let's uh, let's real quick kick it off. Do we have a um, a sponsor today? We do have a sponsor today. Um, our sponsor this week is uh, Mom's Minutes. On um, I, I say I'm doing it like in the American term, or over here we'll call it Mom's Minute, I guess. But, yeah, Mom's Minute. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, on AllGames.com, I do apologise. I, I don't have the time off the top of my head. Do you remember the? Oh man, you don't know. Oh. No, here I'll get it in a sec. But why are we specifically, other than but, the fact yes. it's an awesome show? The reason that we're specifically sponsoring us is because they have a Killer Instincts tournament going on at the moment. Because um, well, it starts as, on the nineteenth. There's still time the to 19th. sign up. Yeah. Um, because as we all know, well, so those of us that have um, Xbox Ones, including myself now, so I feel happy. <laughs> that game just went free with uh, Gates of Gold, of course. Um, uh, season one did. Season one, yeah, but that's still. And still you enough, also got Killer Instinct, uh, the it. original. Mm. Which, I'm which was really surprisingly difficult off. to find. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really pissed off that. Uh, that uh, that uh, went free, but you know whatever. Uh, and Mom's minute yeah. is Mondays at seven p.m. Eastern, so that's. Mm. Uh, but the dead definitely were. Yeah, even if you don't, even if you don't join Katorman, definitely worth downloading just for the um, classic Killer Instincts alone, because it's the um, the arcade version of that game. Yes, and it, um, it comes with two. You've played it already, haven't you, Fred? So you know about the versions mm. on it. So it has the um, the. What I like about it is that they have the classic um, glitched version of the arcade game and the the sort of the fixed version as well yes they have the two hardware revisions mm. yes which um, it's a really nice touch actually and i'll go very nicely with anyone's collection of rare replay <laughs> yeah right right it it teams right into it so um but yeah so you can check it out if you're interested in joining the tournament go to allgames.com hit up the forums it's in there uh i'm not quite sure when signups are over but i know the tournament starts on the 19th and there are glittering prizes good glittering prizes up for grabs i think there's a killer instinct statue that is first place and it's like one of those really nice expensive fancy Mm. statues that collectors like a lot so uh anyway uh with that in mind uh the other elephant in the room is that you've probably noticed this is not the aforementioned and promised mass effect episode (laughs) that's my fault i uh have not had the free time that i thought i did uh both this recent weekend and this upcoming weekend and uh, so the Mass Effect episode wasn't able to make it. We hope to get it going and hopefully have it next week, but it might be in the upcoming weeks. Uh, we have a special guest, and I would like her to be a part of it. So, uh, but again, it wasn't her schedule that was in question. It was mine. Uh, <laughs> in addition, 
Uh, we are tonight doing the Jade Empire Game Club. I know we yep. usually do the Game Clubs as an extra credit. The reason we are not doing it that way was because for the same scheduling reasons, I may not be able to do the Jade Empire Game Club for a while, and there are people who play through it. So we need to knock this out now. We need to knock it out in early January. This was the best time to do it. So that's another reason. Mm-hmm. Um, also, with that in mind, I want to make a brief discussion or, or statement about game clubs which is that uh be i told jam being the selfish gamer i am and just kind of part of some of the changes uh, i think i'm going to discontinue uh the specific gaming history 101 game club the biggest reason why is we really don't have a lot of participation and that's fine but that's kind of how a game club works is the community writes in for their experiences playing it we don't really get that that's fine i'm cool with that again um Participation, you either have, you know, we have some amazing people in the chat, but participation even on the game clubs in the chat is low because I just don't think people really always have the time to play them. Um, the other thing is there, there is kind of a timelessness, right, to these, uh, to to what we do with Gaming History 101, and this kind of removes that when we put a deadline on it. Uh, and then on my selfish note, Dragon's Dogma is about to come out on the PC. <laughs> I'm going to be playing through it again. I told Jam I haven't touched it since I played a pre-release copy uh which was the original release copy but i got to play it for three weeks before it released so i had very few pawns available for me just other press people um so i'm looking forward to playing it seeing what the dark arisen has to offer and also playing uh with an actual live community so uh you can't make me keen to pick it up again (laughs) right well if you have a pc i don't know if you have a gaming pc Uh, but no i don't know at the moment i'd have to go back to the xbox it runs gorgeously but oh yeah yeah, and and some of you probably have it on psn and and uh, i know it was free on plus and it was free yeah yeah and uh and of course it is available and probably pretty cheap on xbox i'm curious to see the dazzling pc version but yeah there's no reason not to readdress that that game on consoles as well i'm sorry to have been so narrow-minded uh and i also wanted to start up near i need to finish you know cron cd i need to get to a point where i can crank those out about every two or three months so in the interest of all that i'm foregoing the game club but jam and i have talked about some ways that he may continue some stuff moving forth um and to a certain extent if i'm playing near on random nights streaming it it's kind of like a game club anyway so yeah um we've, we've got some other options but we're we're going to with this one kind of put the the stall or the kibosh on full-blown game clubs but as we've done with battlefront and uh nice Seal republic recently uh plus what we can do moving forward i mean there will always be room for it just maybe not as like a play as you go kind of game club thing but i would like to think that jam and i will at least try to highlight and play through you know at least one longer game per month uh to the best of our abilities and do something beyond just a regular write-up so Mm -hmm. anyway with that in mind um (laughs) oh deadlands (laughs) (laughs) um anyway uh so yeah yeah, so, um, all right. Jade Empire. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we should just kick it off. So, Jade Empire. Um, we usually open this up with some developmental stuff. So, first and foremost, uh, mm-hmm. Jade Empire released on April 12th, 2005 in North America on the original Xbox. This game was built for the Xbox from the ground up as a console release. Uh, yep. It came out April 22nd, 2005 in Europe, so you guys got it yep. right around the same time. Australia, June 30th, 2005, oddly enough, didn't come out in Japan, perhaps because they'd be offended (laughs) by it. I don't know. 
Uh, again, it's a game that grabs from the wuxia genre. If you're not familiar with wuxia, that's W-U-X-I-A. And mm. these are your, I'd say, I mean, they're Chinese martial arts films, but, uh, um, and I'm sorry, wuxia, wushu. Um, and, and, you know, some of the, the most notable ones uh, that people have probably seen in America would be like, House of Flying Daggers or Hidden Tiger, t- uh, uh, sorry, Hero. That's Crouching I mean. Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Hero, things like that. So, mm. but that is just tapping the iceberg, and many would argue are not the best examples of wuxia uh, or wushu. Uh, so, just something to keep in mind if you ever want to look it up. Um, but uh, yeah, so the game came out in early two thousand and five uh, for pretty much the West and Australia, and then. A PC version came out two years later entitled The Special Edition, uh, <laughs> although that was not developed by BioWare. That was actually, yeah, uh, yeah that was actually um, ported over um, by, uh, oh, who did that one? LTI Gray Matter. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And to a certain extent, we'll talk about it shortly, um, that had its ups and downs. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but with that in mind, uh, we usually talk about the development of this game. This game is notably mm-hmm. coming out, um, what was it, two years after the release of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. And this will be the game that precedes Mass Effect. So that's kind of where it fits in the Bioware pantheon. Um, and they had really high expectations for this game. Oh, yes. I, I remember vividly reading articles about this in official Xbox magazine back in the day. <laughs> Yeah, more importantly, okay, hold on. You mean wuxia, which is the Chinese style of historical dramas, wuxia is a style of martial art. I apologize. I mean wuxia, W-U-X-I-A. So there you mm. go. I must have just seen a reference to wuxia and flipped it up. Thank you, Fortengard, for uh, that correction. Um, and it's hard because most of the stuff that I did as far as research for this is off of the making of this game, which is available <laughs> on our website, uh, came as a documentary in the special or the limited edition of the game, which was basically you pre-ordered it um, or, uh, you know, and it's all spoken. So that's that was the reason why I was running into that problem. But mm-hmm. seeing it spelled out, it's W-U-X-I-A. So it's Wuxia. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, that being said, um, and it still applies, by the way. Fortengard's talking about how it's grand, epic, romanticized style of historical drama of the Chinese like. Yes, and I, I, again, back to the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, I do think that that somewhere fits in. And again, they kind of admitted that this was like a hodgepodge of Chinese and Eastern uh, influences. But anyway, back to what you were saying, Jam. Not only were the magazines and the press pretty hyped on it. I remember at the time, Andy McNamara, who runs Game Informer, and Per Schneider, who runs IGN, talking about how just everything looking into the beginning of this game and the development and what they'd previewed so far made it look pretty badass. Yeah. And I think people were quite so excited because of the success of Knights of the Old Republic as well. So this was... That, yes. that really kind of kicks Bioware into being a kind of a developer to look out for. Right. Like, yeah, KOTOR definitely did. And, right, it kind of transcended uh, consoles and PCs, right? It was Bioware mm. literally migrating from a yeah. PC developer into more of a console 
and PC developer like side yeah. by side. So the couple of things that helped spark Jade Empire were messaging that came straight from Bioware. The first one was this was the game that they decided to do instead of KOTOR 2. Yeah. LucasArts immediately greenlit them making KOTOR 2. They passed off to Obsidian. If you want to know that story, listen to the podcast about it. But um, <clears throat> but this was... So, so first of all, people were hyped because they were like, holy shit, this is the game they want to do instead of Star Wars? Yeah. So that was a big one. Um, I think to a certain extent, the other thing was... Well, it was also a action RPG. This was going to be their first real-time RPG. Um if you've ever played it, KOTOR is kind of a lock in your command, not a, you know, button press equals action on the screen RPG. Mm-hmm. So it was a real time RPG. Um, and then the last part was that Bioware themselves were incredibly huge behind it. They said it was their most ambitious project, their biggest one to date. It was mm-hmm. huge. They were moving to Xbox exclusive at the time. So this was yep. them leaving pc and transitioning directly into straight console which i would argue they've kind of fluttered back a little bit but yeah for a while there they were a console developer um Mm -hmm. so that's that's another thing in mind um but uh yeah hype was fucking huge on this (laughs) um now jam were you did you have an xbox at the time were you actively watching this yeah, I, I, I did have an Xbox at the time, and um, this was a game I was kind of looking out for, but it was a game, from what I believe, that was heavily delayed, really. It didn't come out nearly as close as it was supposed to. Um, yeah, and they talk about it a little bit on that documentary. That's the other thing mm-hmm. I should say. That G4 documentary that I've got on the site, it's about 20 minutes long, is pretty much the only developmental information that kind of leaked about this game. Otherwise, Bioware's kept it pretty c- close to the chest. Um, yeah. Which is very surprising, actually. Well, not really, because while the game... I mean, yes, it's surprising, especially because they did a documentary about it, but that documentary was obviously for yeah. hype um, pre-release. And the game reviewed well, we should point out. Yeah, That game did. reviewed very extremely well. well, yes. In the 80s and 90s, most places gave it a 9 or an A. Um, 1UP gave it an A. CVG gave it a 9 out of 10. Eurogamer gave it 8 out of 10. GamePro, 4.5 out of 5. GameSpot, 8.4 out of 10. GameSpy, 5 out of 5. IGN 9.9 out of 10. Jesus Christ, what takes off the point one? And I, yeah, um, I like that one. I, like, I don't know. But. <laughs> X-Play gives it a 4 out of 5. Um, and a lot of people talk about it. If you go on like uh, Wikipedia, you think this game did great. You think this game did fucking baller. Like, people talk about, like, they talk about, let's see here, game ranking says it was one of the biggest ones out there. Um, U.S. Gamer puts it as one of the 1,001 games you must play before you die, for those that don't know who U.S. Gamer is. It, it is predominantly taken over now by a lot of retro nodders, but before that time, I mean, that is the U.S. counterpart to Eurogamer, so that's kind of the big thing for their pedigree. Um, but... To be honest, Jam, like, and, and full disclosure, this is your favorite Bioware game, right? I, I would say so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> review's coming soon. That. I think Jam will give it a good <laughs> score. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, like, this game, oftentimes people talk about it not really hitting the mark. Um, and if you want to get an idea for what people think about it now, you need look no further than a quick YouTube search. Um, oh, yeah. And, and Jam, it will really break your heart out how quick people uh, dismiss this game. 
Oh no, I, I'm quite aware of sort of people's opinions, and yeah, I, I'm, I was about to, I was going to even talk about sort of this is a game that is very much dismissed and um, kind of overlooked, really. Um, okay, and I, I can certainly understand why. Well, right before you get into why, because we'll talk about that in a second. We'll, I know we don't talk about reviews too much here, and we're not going to this time, but we'll tap on it a little bit before we get into the game itself in a minute here. But um, it's weird, because if you think about perception, and my own perception, I felt that this game did not do well. Um, it was kind of a sour spot for Bioware. Bioware was like, we'll do better with this new Mass Effect game, which was creating a huge universe in and of itself. Yeah. Um, but looking back on it, actually, it did well. I believe it hit platinum status. Uh, not over here, it didn't. Not over here. Okay, <laughs> then maybe it didn't. Then maybe it didn't. So it sold less than a million copies. Not great. Not great for a Bioware pedigree. It was developed pretty quick, but it did have some delays. Um, it uh, and uh, criticisms aside, yeah, I don't know. People just kind of shoo it under the rug and say it's the worst of Bioware's games. But if you look back at Bioware's, look at Bioware's reviews games. Yeah. <laughs> and all of its games, um, mm. it's kind of interesting that people say that, especially if you've played through the game, because I actually find this game easier. And again, there is some weird incompatibility with me and old school lock-in games. So for some mm -hmm. reason, I can't, I'm not great with Neverwinter Nights and I'm not great with KOTOR and I'm not great with um, Dragon Age Origins Dragon or Age, Inquisition. Yeah, yeah. Like I mm -hmm. just, I can't think that way. It doesn't work for me. I'm one of those dirty, dirty people who likes Dragon Age 2 over the other two. Um, so there is that. But I don't know. I just don't think it plays all that different um, in, a, in a positive way. Mm. Um, and uh, well, we'll talk about one other thing before we get into the criticism. <laughs> but, but all in all, I think the problem here was Bioware really sold this game up. And oh, yeah. yeah. They wanted it to be more. Uh, yeah. Jade Empire 2 was in the works um, it, in another world where this does really well uh, it could replace Mass Effect as the big trilogy I um, could believe that probably I think um, if this game had gone to a sequel I think they probably would have improved a lot on sort of the formula they developed in this game um, it just yeah, wasn't and I, mean, spent... I think Dr. Ray said they made that decision mm. summer of 2005 so right after this came out and they saw initial sales as yeah, to whether or not yeah. to go Mass Effect or Jade Empire 2. Um, mm -hmm. That's all rumor and speculation. There's nothing on document about it. Exactly, yeah. Yep. Anyway, mm -hmm. let's jump into the criticisms because this was a new game for me. This was not a new game yeah. for you. Uh, I guess I should mention um, that I play this quite close to launch myself. So, you know, I was quite familiar with this game from the get-go. Um, but the so the really the... The main criticisms I think that a lot of people go with, and um, I had a friend at the time that he 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 got this game on launch. In fact, yeah, you know, he got it pretty much straight away, and he was he was there day one. He was excited for this game, um, and I was too, too of course. But um, his main sort of criticisms, um, which I think echo a lot of people, is that um, the game really didn't kind of have as much depth um, as Kotor, um, obviously Knights of the Old Republic for anyone listening um so what i mean by that one of the obvious things right from the beginning is you can't really customize your character so you just choose a pre-selected character uh so you can't customize any appearance you can't choose your hair or anything like that and you and don't uh, really know what you're selecting <laughs> yes yeah yeah exactly i take issue yeah. with that they, yeah. they introduce mechanics to you and they roughly tell you what they are but then you're you're forced to make a decision like mm. right there 
and that's I think that confused a lot of people as well. Sure it's not like me. say, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's not like say um, a, a Dungeons and Dragons game where it's like you know you attack, you get magic. Um, like a, yeah, I know what a thief is. I know what a mage is. I know what a bard is. The Jade Empire shoots you with sort of health, chi, and um, yeah. I mean, we'll spirit. we'll talk about it when we get into those things. But yeah, for now, we'll just assume you know what we're talking about, just because I don't want the two sections to overlap. James, of course, sorry. yeah, yeah. No, no, um, and I apologize. I'm you will probably because I know you like this game, and also because I'm trying to tighten our game clubs. I apologize in in advance, both to the audience and to Jam, if I try to rope it in a little bit. Um, <laughs> That's all right. But uh, but I promise I will make sure your your thoughts and and opinions are are well heard. Um, but yeah, I get what you're saying with with the selection of characters. Can you speak to a lot of people say this game is really easy, and I somewhat struggled with it. So maybe that's me. I would not say that really. It's a. It depends on, I guess, how you're playing the game, because um, there is um difficult. I mean, sessions. if I had a guide, maybe oh, yeah. I would find it easy. Um, but if you don't know, like I don't know about. Uh, well, again, this gets into the game a little bit, but I did not find it too easy. I found myself you know kind of knowing pretty early on there was a little bit of like oh i start this fight i die now i kind of <laughs> know what to do because i've kind of figured it out in the fight and then later in the game it's like oh well if i spam this and i'll just come out and say it transformations mm-hmm. then i can do pretty good oh this guy doesn't seem to be affected by transformations oh this guy doesn't seem to be affected by weapons okay I'll just do the other. I'm trying to remember if there's anybody who is immune to both transformations and weapons. If there was, he or she was probably a big problem for me. <laughs> Possibly some of the ghost characters. I know that yeah. they were completely immune to weapons. Um, yeah. Yeah, I might there, have had to use magic or chi there was, powers, Yeah, but... There were certainly some areas, uh, which we'll get onto when we get to it, um, that... I, I generally was a bit sort of stumped because I'd run out of a certain sort of, you know, ability type in my bar. You think, oh, God, how am I supposed to get past this fight now? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. And you kind of learn that early in. But again, yeah. we'll get into that when we get into the game. But yeah, I did not find this game to be terribly easy. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, we shall see. Um, but... I mean, certainly if I was talking to my first playthrough, I, I found it certainly challenging. Yeah, uh, and that was, that was my... Uh, issue. I never did get stuck to the point that no. I need to. I needed to check a guide, and that may may speak also to one of the things that was criticized about the game, which is it's quite linear for a RPG. Yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely, it is. Yeah, it's not. There's despite the sort of the ambition that Bioware probably had for this game, the game is also relatively quite short, really. In fact, especially when I beat it in it. fifteen hours. Yeah, that 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 sounds about right, really. But I really, first. yeah, I really did dodge main mm. or side quest stuff. Uh, yeah. I'm actually feeling lacking, especially with you and me talking about some of the side quests beforehand, and also um, uh, looking up some of them. Mm. You got to bear in mind a lot of those hours uh, are spent listening to dialogue. You know, listening to talking. And <laughs> yeah, this does have a little bit of Metal Gear Solid to it, doesn't it? Uh, about <laughs> five a or lot. six hours of this will be listening to. Like, Long-winded speeches. <laughs> yes, but here's the problem. That's fine yep. because Mass Effect, to a certain extent, does it. I think the difference, though, is Mass Effect lets you pick and choose how much or how little you want to know about an either but an it, area or a situation or whatnot. Jade Empire really forces its lore on you, and I think it's because they yes, spent a yeah. lot of money to develop it. 
and that that's understandable but it's also mass effect also introduced the dialogue wheel so you could select your next option while the talking was still going on whereas this was you didn't really get your choice until someone had finished what they were saying you can of course skip the dialogue in this you don't have to listen to everything but then again but you does... could miss something yes that's, that's the problem kind of is you do miss stuff and i because I, I i did i was guilty of doing that um on sort of some of my play on my playthrough you're thinking oh crap what did he say <laughs> so. well like for a for a simple example and i i think we should just come in out and say with our game club it's going to be spoilers this is going to be a little different you've seen us kind of shift our game clubs and this is going to be even more so uh where we're going to get more into like talking about the talking points as opposed to like with tomb raider going point by point um but (laughs) uh yeah i somehow missed that uh that um oh what's her name sky sky's a dude uh, not Sky, not Sky. Um, uh, who's the princess? Uh, oh, the, the Silk prin- Fox, Silk Princess Fox, yeah. Leanne, or Silk Fox. Somehow, I skipped ahead in her dialogue, probably by pressing the button by accident, yep. and uh, missed the fact that she thought her dad was innocent. So when we go and rush her dad in the throne room, and she goes, "You're what?" I was like, "Yeah, bitch. Like everybody else is on board. What? What? Is this news to you?" <laughs> so yeah. Um, and I have other issues with the plot point of that, but we won't nitpick that stuff. Um, but yeah, so um, all right. Well, let's jump into kind of the the structure of the game. I think we, I, I put this scene as concept and gameplay. Let's let's build the base. Um, <clears throat> uh, so as I had talked about before, purely action based combat, change mm-hmm. of pace for Bioware. So what you pre- when you press a button, you see it act on the screen now do you feel it's button mashy i feel like especially in the beginning of the game i was kind of button mashy well it, well it is um it is button mashy but you really don't want to kind of button mash because it's not going to kind of benefit you much you really you got to kind of it's more more you know steady timing i would say yeah uh, I, I i did start off with thousand cuts i don't know if everybody starts off with that no no you, you have different ones depending on the character you choose i figured that mm. yeah so i did start off with thousand cuts so that that may have had something to do with it as well so the um the the character i actually for, for this playthrough i chose the the monk zeng who was the the character that was released only in the special edition of this game or at least in the xbox version you can only get him as the from that that extra yeah disc. well yeah, yeah let's um let's jump into the playable characters real quick we're going to kind of move around in this mm-hmm. outline i got here jam but since you were talking about it so let's first talk about okay so there are four different concepts of a character um of a playable character there are the fast ones which excel in mind um or chi mm-hmm. there are the magic ones which excel in spirit or magic and then the strong ones which excel in body or health and then balanced ones um, so real quick, do you want to talk a little bit about the concept of where body health or uh, sorry, body, spirit yeah. and mind fit into this? Cause those are your three bars that you're given throughout yeah. this game. The, the three bars to, um, to live by basically. <laughs> but, yeah, so basically, exactly. um, as you mentioned, uh, the chi, which is the blue bar is kind of your magic really in this. So, um, sorry, certain spirit is your blue bar. Oh, sorry, spirit. Yeah. Um, that, um, you know, basically, you know, you you can get have certain martial arts styles in this game, which um, which vary, and they will drain certain bars. Um, with the with the spirit bar, it's usually sort of projectile attacks, so like kind of like ice or fire or sort of you know lightning essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and those will drain that but you can also use that bar to heal as well so so you press if it's on if you're playing on the xbox like i did and, and fred did as well um you hold down the white button does everyone remember that old button <laughs> nobody ever pressed that on the weird if you're playing on a duke it's got oh, yeah. a weird location, <laughs> so I had to get used to that. <laughs> it's kind of weird, even on the small one as well. That's true. On the there. S, yeah. So uh, you, it's not like the bumpers that you get used to. With see, the it was a bumper on uh, the 360. Yeah. Because, uh, well, yeah, in full disclosure, started this game on the PC. Uh, I'll talk about it when we talk about the differences between the different versions, but uh, moved to the Xbox had a hell of a time with my Duke controller. Actually moved to the 360, and it was right bumper on the 360, and that made it real easy. Or maybe it was left bumper, but it was one of the it was one of the bumpers. Mm. So, yeah. Anyway. And then basically, yeah, you hold down the white button, and that will drain your um, spirit bar, and but raise your red bar, which seems to be especially. Um, you'll find when you first play this game because it is quite challenging you'll be pressing holding that button down a lot yeah you tend to rely on that and again the red bar being body or health everybody i hope can Mm. dig the concept of health (laughs) and then the last one is mind or chi the yellow bar yes yeah that's the but yeah um, i consider that the risk reward bar (laughs) yes um mostly use with your weapons so it's strange so you can get weapons in this game so like swords um you know mm. staffs things like that um and um usually when you're using those Wolverine weapons claws it, mm. yeah but there's also an ability that you can it's kind of like your okay yeah this like, it's like it's, it, focus yeah the focus ability which kind of slows things down all the time <laughs> yes max pain style yeah. except without the guns but um and um that will drain the bar even quicker basically that that can kind of really screw you over if you um you know if you, if you kind of use it to, if you rely on that too much or especially too early as, in a fight too early yeah yeah um so yeah so those are your three factors and that's how you go about picking your characters so um your male characters that are available on the onset of the xbox version is furious ming is fast so uh heavily has the biggest mind bar shall we say um (laughs) tiger shen is strong so that's your tank has the biggest body bar or strength health and then there's lou the prodigy who is balanced so pretty Mm -hmm. much all three i i think he starts four 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 um your females are radiant gen z who is fast she is, of course, mind-based. Scholar Ling, who is your only magic person um, in the whole game from mm-hmm. the original boxed version. And then Wu the Lotus Blossom, which is balanced. Mm-hmm. Who's the girl in purple? Is that Wu? Uh, Wu is the purple one. Yes, yeah. I. that's who I picked. So I was the balanced girl. Um, so, uh, And I think my character came with the Thousand Cuts as her first technique. And then you used Monk Zhang... Mm-hmm. who is a male magic yep. user and he's unlockable he's either a choice in the special edition or he's unlockable in the limited edition now jam do you have the limited edition of this game oh obviously you do yeah I do. yeah yeah and it's funny how you unlock him so how do you unlock him <laughs> jam? I, don't, I don't i haven't played through it on the pc yet but, um, no no, no. how do you unlock him in the xbox version oh you if you kind of like if you, anyone remembers on the 360 with games like um oblivion game of the year edition or fallout it's a second disc which you have to put into the xbox first 
yeah. then you download. You have to like click the. You have to like check a little box and download it to the hard drive. And then you take the disc out and then put um, the main game disc, which is the same as the regular game disc, into into this tray. And then he's basically automatically loaded onto the game that way. Yeah, it just creates a save game or modifies an existing save game instantaneously. It seems. Yeah. Uh, to just basically check the box to have him in there, which leads me to believe he's on the disc. Um, yeah, I'm fairly certain so. he is. Another um, game that did something similar, just for the, for people interested on the original Xbox, was believe it or not Splinter Cell, the, the first Splinter Spell. That did oh, really? that as well because there was um, free bonus missions, uh-huh. um, which they re- which you could download from from um, official Xbox magazine demo discs. But they eventually released go. a classics or i guess platinum hits version in america it's called classics over here um where it came with two discs and they did the same where you could download it to the hard drive and get well now i have that version and it's built into the disc when they later released the tom clancy trilogy which was splinter cell rainbow six three and uh oh what's last one uh Uh, i'm blanking on the last one ghost recon uh maybe Um, i'll spend cell game blacklist you mean no 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 the trilogy was ghost recon you might not have gotten it in your country. We got Splinter Cell, Ghost Recon, and Rainbow Six Three all in one yeah. box. Mm. Uh, no, we did get and that. And it, it was weird <laughs> because you know what it was? It was just a case, mm. and it was all three games stacked into a single Xbox case, oh, like with no separation to them either. Mm. They were literally data side to label side. If mm. they had moved around in shipment, it scratched the shit out of the games. It was the weirdest way to ship that game. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so that's... And Monk Zhang is just in the selectable characters in the PC or special edition. Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll talk about those editions in a second. But before we do that, so there are different attack styles, as Jam has talked about. Um, there's weapons, which use chi in order to use them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's martial arts which don't use anything. Those are your, uh, those are your regular techniques, yeah, like the, right, uh, yeah. uh, sorry, attack styles. Those are your, like your thousand cuts or something. Now you can enhance them. You can use chi to like make the string of combos stronger or something like that. But inherently, they don't, they don't use anything, which is why you can use them at all times and will probably be your fallback. Uh, in most battles if you run out of something. Uh, there's support. Um, I'm trying to remember. I thought support is stuff like the slowdown and the poison. And uh, Is that what yes, I'm thinking uh, of? Or? You, yeah, yeah. You get, you get these techniques where they don't actually do any damage, but they'll sort of like paralyze um, yeah. sort of enemies and things like that. Yeah, the earliest like, one is like the cloud or something, which slows everybody down. Yeah. Mm. Um, then there's transformation, which you get actually you. pretty early on if you know who to fight. You literally transform into another being, which is awesome. Yeah. Yes, it's fucking <laughs> awesome. Um, I forget what that uses. What bar does that use? That that uses the uh, yellow bar. The uh, that, okay, yeah. so it uses chi. It drains that again and very then, quickly. <laughs> yes, and then magic, which uses um, spirit. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you're a magic user, you won't be healing much. And the typical person like me and Jam probably played as, well, you were a magic user this playthrough, but when you play as like a balanced person, I found myself transforming or using weapons when I was in a pinch. Mm -hmm. And then other than that, trying my best to attack and block using the regular techniques and then healing with my spirit whenever I needed it. Yeah, pretty much, Um, yeah. So there are many fighting styles in this game. And these are your... These are what we referred to as techniques, which aren't techniques, but this is what we referred to. Um, And 
I don't think we should go through all of them now just because there's so many of them. There's, so, there's a lot, yeah. But like Thousand Cuts is the first one you get, you know, for um, – for, uh, or at least the first one I got is my balance character. But you can also get Legendary Strike, I believe. Or do you get those both at the same time? Uh, Legendary Strike is one you, you have pretty much from the beginning, really. Okay. Uh, then, oh, sorry. But I think you might be thinking of Heavenly Wave maybe, so – uh, Heavenly Wave comes later. That one's uh, that one's a great support style. Um, then there's crazy ones like uh, <laughs> when you have certain people uh, like Head Impact Ho. You can do Drunken yep. Master. <laughs> Drunken uh, Master. That's, that's yep. kind of fun, and he that's he's not faking it. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and things like that. Uh, you know, and and again, there's these are but these are basically all the different types of um the fighting styles are the different types of what we just talked about before which were techniques again there's your transformations and all your other fun stuff um but then there is and then you've got a series of companions uh i've got them listed here jam but i don't know if we should talk about them yet and just talk about them as we uh, as we see them in the campaign yeah uh, we'll just mention them as we get along um and then uh there are techniques Techniques was the thing that I couldn't understand, and Jam had to explain them to me. Um, so, Jam, why don't you talk about what techniques really are? So, techniques is kind of the, I guess, Jade Empire's alternative to say equipping armor and sort of fit and support um, clothing, really. Where you can to start with, um, you might not even be able to do it until you get past the first section, where you can equip basically up to three talismans no you're thinking of the talismans and the gems no this is techniques are the passive abilities that you can have as many as you want oh sorry yeah yeah they affect your stats sorry i probably yeah well yeah they're they're just like yeah slightly slightly different but almost kind of similar where you mostly just purchase these from sort of teachers it's it's kind of weird that you buy these these things from people you find a couple (laughs) but yeah yeah um, essentially what they do is they just will automatically upgrade certain stats um they you, body you per- minus one chi plus three or, yeah, yeah. They're, they're kind of interesting because they they're not all positive they won't always do good things for you so you do need to be kind of a bit careful with some of the ones that you you get and um once you buy them they kind of like um will be equipped automatically and you can have as many they're as passive, you want these yeah, yeah, yeah. tethered to you um so yeah, those are interesting, and they don't seem to have a very large effect. They look like uh, they have a large effect, but I didn't notice much difference. Um, mm-hmm. So I called Jam, and I was like, or I texted him, and I was like, "Yeah, what the fuck are these? How do I use them?" And he goes, "No, no, no, they're active." I said, "They are." Yep. I said, "I were I did a fight. I used it, or I didn't have it on there. Then I added it and did another fight, and I didn't notice a difference." He goes, "Yeah, you really won't." <laughs> he goes, "Maybe once you stack like." five of them you'll start noticing but otherwise uh so anyway but yes then there are also the gems that have much larger stuff those are like 15 percent extra damage or various things like that um mm-hmm. uh and those are give and take as well there's a lot of balance going on here if you can't tell a lot of bars that drain one fill another or you use one you can't use another you know it's it's all about balance which is kind of what they were going for though really with the whole martial arts theme Yes, exactly. Um, and then we've got... Uh, oh, and chatters, I am watching the chat. I know not a lot of people talk when we do game clubs, but feel free to hit us up if you have any questions or comments. Um, and then we've got the... the, the, the oh, what do you call it? 
the uh, morality system. <laughs> yeah. The morality system. Every game that Bioware does pretty much had these, um, mm-hmm. even back to the D and D days, but especially with like Jedi versus Sith in um, in Kotor, of course Paragon versus Renegade in uh, in Mass Effect. Uh, so what is this one called? This is uh, you, you can choose between the way of the open palm or the way of the closed fist, essentially. But it's not really a choice, right? Like you no. can tell what may aid those choices, but it's mm-hmm. really like the way you play the game and then the game assesses, are you playing like a open palm or closed fist player, right? Because it yeah. shifts. It does, yeah. I think people that people that play Mass Effect have not played Jedi. I think of it as kind of like Paragon Renegade, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and you have a bar mm-hmm. on your statistics sheet that will show you how far up the if you're in the kind of the open palm or the closed fist. But generally, like with all of the like with all Bioware games, you kind of only you can be neutral if you want to, but that really doesn't benefit you at all because you don't get any of the perks. Of, um, you going, really only benefit going one way or the other. Yeah, because uh, and, and you find out quite quickly as well as with some of the side quests that certain side quests will actually um, penalize you for not choosing a set path. So some of them say mm-hmm. they'll, they'll even tell you they says, "Oh, come back to me when you're following the way of the open palm," or "Come back to me when you're following the closed fist." Those sort of things. But the other thing I noticed, which is kind of bullshit, uh, and I'll we'll talk about those scenarios when they come up because they're near the end of the game. But there are two major decisions you make: one at the end of Act Six, and one at the beginning of Act Seven. There yep. are seven <laughs> acts in this game that can shift a full-blown open palm person into a full-blown closed fist yep. person, <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa. Actually, in fact, I hate to say it, but the way of the open palm and the closed fist. Uh, aside from in the moment, like Jam's talking about with missions and stuff, is really decided at the very beginning of Act Seven and nowhere else. Yeah, I mean, that that determines that, your ending. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, and there are multiple endings. There is a Re- neutral yeah. ending. Uh, some people call the ambiguous ending. Um, there is a open palm and a closed fist <laughs> ending. Yes, um, the ambiguously ambiguous ending. Anyway. Um, so yeah, so the open palm and the closed fist. It was pretty funny because, uh, oh, actually, Fortingard he says this game sounds not very fun. Actually, no, you gotta understand we're breaking it down. Um, we're breaking it down by uh, mechanics before we get into the yeah. game itself. And the reason why was uh, I talked to Jam about it, and we'll talk about the more frustrating circumstances or more memorable circumstances. But I didn't want it to be like, and you walk into this room and you fight a bunch of guys, and then you walk into this room and you fight a bunch of guys. You know, we didn't want to do that, so we wanted to kind of explain these things so we can just talk loosey goosey about them when we're talking about the campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Jam said he was going the way of the. Did you go close fist or open palm this time? I um I was gonna do two playthroughs, but I just didn't have time. So I I was go I did actually the way I did the open palm this time. I have done a okay. closed fist run before, and I kept so. waiting in the first three chapters for the moment where I had to make this decision. Until I suddenly realized, oh, he just means like his overall kind of like when somebody says I'm gonna do a Paragon playthrough of Mass Effect. Yeah. Um, and so it took me a minute to figure that out. <laughs> but uh, anyway. All right, so let's talk about the two editions that you can get other than the core uh, Xbox edition, which mm-hmm. is both the limited edition on Xbox mm-hmm. and there is the special PC edition, the special edition on PC, which is right now free on Origin if you would like to get Still, that. Still, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, 
and Origin does keep those games up for a few months, so it, it'll probably be free for a while. But um, And if you want to know, um, the original version of the game that doesn't have the unlockable character is the Xbox Originals version, which you can still get downloadable on the 360 for, I think, 10 bucks. Really? Oh, wow. Yes, <laughs> in America at least. And then you can find this game for between 5 and $15 in any version, complete in box, limited edition, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing the limited edition really gets you is a couple game demos, the making of documentary, which oh, I yeah. put up on GH101, and then this Monk character, which I, I'm going to say for the record, Jam, I don't think Monk... Uh, what's his name, Monk? Uh, um, the... Oh, hold on. So Monk I, Zhang. I don't think Monk Zhang is a good choice for your first time through. Oh, no, no, no. In fact, I'm going to go on record and tell you almost everybody who I talked to said either be one of the balanced characters on either either Lou the Prodigy or Wu the Lotus Blossom mm-hmm. or Tiger Shen. Yeah. Just play a fucking tank. Like, those are the, the, those are the three characters I was told beginners should start off with. If it's your first time through the game, that's what you should do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway. Uh, so, as we talked about, there's the limited edition of the game. Uh, you want to talk? Uh, well, I, I guess we kind of talked about what's already makes that up. Yeah, yeah, we've heard, yeah. It's, you just get that that extra disc and and things like that. Um, if you're curious what demos you get, you get Forza, Conquer <laughs> Live and Reloaded, and Mech Assault Two Lone Wolf. Um, so there you go. Which is commonplace for Xbox games back in the day as well. They, they, there's quite a, you know, a lot of the original Xbox games did come with demos, on the, even yeah. on the regular disc. Yeah, yeah, demos. Xbox was really good with demos like that. Um, the special edition on PC, though, is a very different version of the game mm. uh, in a couple of regards, although at its core, it's the same game. Yeah. Um, one thing it did was it obviously put in Monk Zhang, as we talked about. Um, however, uh, TN's Justice, uh, which is the other thing that installs when you put in Monk Zhang uh, mm-hmm. as a weapon style, uh, which I didn't see it anywhere. Is that only for Monk Zhang? Uh, I, I guess it must be the, okay. the, um, like the, what is the, TN's justice? Do you know? Did you use it much? It might be a technique because it's uh, a Monk, weapon. His Monk Zane's starting, um, styles are leaping tiger and heavenly wave. So yeah, I'm not too sure about that Did one. you use yeah. TN's justice, the weapon? No. You may, may not have just picked it. No. I don't know. Um, not the, well, I, I used the Xbox version, yeah. Okay, hold on. I'm trying to remember back, and I couldn't remember it, and I'm not going to lie. I was a couple drinks deep when I replayed this <laughs> on Xbox because I started it on PC, and I'll tell this story in a sec. But my question is, when you get to your weapon, when Master Lee talks to you in the beginning about your weapon, are you given a choice in the Xbox version? or? Yeah, yeah, you, cho- you, you can are, choose. You are given the two choices. Basically. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like it's a weapon that's somewhere in the game that – obviously isn't in the PC version. It's not in the regular Xbox version. It's only in this limited edition, but I never saw it. Or if I did, I never used it. But anyway, um, one thing they did do was they upped the resolution. The Xbox version is in 480p uh, or, you know, 640 by 480. Uh, The resolution on PC is up to 1600 by 1200, which is a 16 by 12 resolution for really crazy monitors. Um, and 1920 by 1200 in widescreen. Um, so you can go to 1200p on this one. Wow. It's pretty good. Just yeah, I played it in 1080p, of course, because I was playing it on a TV. Um, and it handles that with ease. Um, it, uh, it had new lighting effects, redrawn textures. Uh, the game looks 
pristine on PC. It looks pretty fucking impressive, especially in screen grabs. Mm. Um, it added Iron Palm and Viper martial arts styles, although I hadn't gotten to those by the time I had to change... Uh, uh, by the time I had to change over, uh, the Rhino Demon is a transformation you can get. Oh, wow! Which, yeah, cool. I I would have loved to see that. Uh, there are new weapons. There are new monsters. There's improved AI, which uh, yeah, I did <laughs> feel the Xbox version was a little easier, especially in the beginning, uh, like against Gal the Lesser uh, in the arena. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty fucking hard in the in the the PC version. Um, enemies take cover a lot in the PC version, apparently. <laughs> um, and Jade Master is one of the difficulty levels. There's five difficulties on oh, the wow, yeah. PC there's version. There's only three in the Xbox One, I think. Uh, maybe there's four then in the PC version. Mm. Um, but yeah, they've added Jade Master. It's at the bottom. And uh, it, if you go to pick it, I just always like to pick it to see if it'll let me. Uh, I think they either gray it out or, or warn you, you really aren't going to like this since I've <laughs> detected you have no save file. Um, Are you uh, sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you can, um, oh no, there we go. Uh, the ability to import saved games, which may unlock the, the thing. But um, the world map looks a little different, although I didn't notice. My, I always paused and looked at it. So, um, And then there's an art book, a digital art book. Anyway, so here's the problem with the PC version. Remember how I told you it worked just fine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and people are joking about what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, it starts out working just fine. It does 1920 by 1080. I put in all the special INI file stuff. And it, it seemed to run perfect right out of the box. And then you get to TN's Landing and shit just starts to fall apart. It gets hiccupy, frame rate hitches, lots of problems. You go into certain areas and the frame rate just drops to a, a bitter bottom area i entered the tea house and just my fucking game shit the bed i was i couldn't even rotate the camera well and i kept trying all these different tweaks and canceling it and restarting it and all this stuff and after a while i was like man why am i bothering and the game really didn't like the gamepad either it really wasn't interfacing very well with the gamepad later on um the rotation of the camera was a little too high in the sensitivity and i couldn't find a good way to shift it uh i just really wasn't liking a lot of what was going on so i said you know what Fuck it. I'm going to go to the Xbox. Yeah, At Xbox. least the <laughs> Xbox version. I had the limited edition version. It has a manual where I can open it up and see the layout of the controller right yeah. there. And it Rather all makes of- sense. Yeah. So... So, I miss yeah. those days. Just give you yeah. a little diagram of everything. <laughs> and there is mapping of the buttons, but... Yeah. It's, it's a little too complex. Again, much like everything else in the beginning of this game, you don't know what those buttons mean yet. So you don't know what you're supposed to be using them for. So it's hard to remap them. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I moved to the Xbox version. So I got five hours in-ish, maybe, maybe more like three and a half hours in, um, and then switched over to the Xbox version, which is why I didn't do a lot of side quests. So mm-hmm. anyway... What's it's impressive, we- though, if you to play five hours PC first and then do the entire Xbox game. Yeah. Well, and again, I, I sped through the. <sighs> I got through that opening area in like an hour, you know, because I didn't have to read any of the lore. I didn't talk to shit. I just went down to the beach, got my free shit, went back up, gave that girl her seeds, and fought lesser gal the lesser. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, so we're gonna talk about this. Uh, Jam, we'll trade off telling the. Uh, the you know we'll take you take the first paragraph i'll take the second but basically what we're gonna do is we're gonna jump into the seven chapters and with each chapter 
will tell you its name, tell you what happens in the chapter right off the bat from the story perspective, because it's not very long and we're skimming over a lot. And then we'll talk about any areas we want to highlight, side quests, whatnot. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So why don't you kick it off with chapter one? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you start off chapter one is Two Rivers, which is... uh, it's kind of like this little training school where you start. And I, I think for the reference of um, your main character is kind of just called the students. They don't really have a name particularly. You can't yeah. give it a name, but. Um, well, like, and your character has a name technically. Yeah. But in, in, in my note taking of this, I just kept saying you, like the yeah, royal you. Yeah. you. So. <laughs> when I was looking up kind of some of the lore behind it, most things just reference the students. That's what they sort of call but we should point out there's also a foreign language that's spoken in this. And yes, the foreign is, language yeah. was created for it based off of uh, reality. So mm. um, just in, people, in case people are interested and to give credit where credit's due, the language is called Thofan. That's and it. it yeah, was that's uh, developed by Wolf Winkley, who is a linguistics professor at the University of Alberta. Mm-hmm. And he has a PhD in linguistics. So he's who helped create this kind of pseudo-Chinese... Um, language called Thofan. so anyway yeah which is uh, which is featured very prominently in this game as well um yeah i never did understand why some people speak it and some don't other than the handful yeah. of times where they're like you don't have to be so formal with me <laughs> and then you do you do get some of the characters where they'll switch between languages so i will speak in the regular tongue now and it goes to go in english but <laughs> so yeah and anyway. real quick on a side note the voice <laughs> acting in this game is usually pretty good but and I don't know if you've played Shenmue Jam, but uh, there are a couple of moments I've, I've where seen, all I've of a sudden, <laughs> okay, where all of a sudden it switches into Shenmue voice acting, and you're like, "What the?" Fuck? There is some funny moments in this game where it's just like, uh, well, "Yes, that's exquisite acting, right?" Yeah, there. we'll point it out with certain characters, but mm. uh, yeah, anyway. Well, yeah, you could actually point out of this first one actually when you're, okay. you are when you when you you basically start off the game in this training school, you're having a little sparring match with um, I guess a sort of a fellow student basically, and you'll find that he's a bit overly nice quite quickly. Ah, uh, yes, yes, he's like, oh, Master, Master Lee watches over you with great you know, uh, great pride and you know, lots of gusto, lots of chest puffing. Um, exactly, yeah, and. Um, yeah. This is this is where the biggest temptation for me when I first played this game is I just wanted to be a dick straight away thinking, you know, because you can do just straight away. You can choose the kind of negative option saying you are weak and or or you can be polite. And um, I don't know if we mentioned this already, but if you're not quite sure which dialogue options are good or bad, you just have to look at your character's expression. He'll have like a little pleasant smile on his face if it's if it's the open palm route. And he have this horrific sort of evil frown if you go with the sort of... Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you can tell his response right off the bat. Yeah. And then he also has a neutral expression as well, um, which just, you know, if it's just doesn't really do, doesn't... Um, some of the decisions don't necessarily um, will lead you down the open palm or the closed fist. They're just, they're just there. So you can... Well, and, a- and Jam, real quick, before we jump into this, actually, I meant up here where... In- the chapter one two rivers where where this just kind of tells us what happens in the whole chapter and then we'll go into the new oh sorry yeah yeah if you're okay with that yeah oh yeah 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 let's do that then yeah so anyway yeah so um so basically you learn from masterly um the town of two rivers and the golden delta martial arts school uh we learn of cal the lesser who by the way fred is voiced by nathan villian (laughs) yes he is yes i I noticed that yeah (laughs) i think you told me that actually yes Yes, yeah I know you're a fan. And he <laughs> dies right away, boo. Know, but anyway, really as I'm about to I'm spoiling something <laughs> we're about to tell, but yeah. So Never mind, Wait. but um, so Galus, Lotus Assassins, um, Emperor of the Jade Empire, and Gal the Greater. Um, so you get a lot of stuff a about lot of, all these and, yeah, people, yeah. And it's, uh, a lot of stuff is kind of covered, and uh, it's, it can come across a little bit overwhelming, but it's I don't think it's 
it's not crazy over the top. My problem uh, with it is they go off about these stories. You learn all about the Lotus yeah. Assassins, Gao the Lesser, Gao the Greater, Witcher, Father and Son, and uh, the Emperor of the Jade Empire, only to have them retold in better and more focused detail in the later chapters. That's my yeah, biggest Yeah, that's what issue. I was about to mention. Yeah, it, it makes more sense when you progress, really. Yeah. It, when, at this sort of stage, it's just names. That's really all it right. is. Um, so um, after after Two Rivers is attacked, Gal the Lesser is expelled by Master Lee, and he explains your origins, you as the student. Um, you are the last of the spirit monks, a group that was attacked in the name of the Emperor's brother, Master Lee himself. Um, the, end, the end of the long drought... Um, Lee claims uh, to have opposed the decision, but led the army. Um, in this attack, he and, and, this, and during this attack, he saved you and the dragon's amulets, which all this all sort of you know, becomes clear sort of later on in the game, as we just talked about. But right, and I love how you can be kind of sarcastic in this. Yeah, like, as can. he's telling you, you're like fucking. I'm 17, and you tell me this shit now. Like, yeah, I love <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I didn't say that, but yeah. Um, it, it and this becomes very interesting. All of these teachings with Master Lee and all of this respect he gets and your kind of relationship you're it's almost a father well in your case son in my case daughter relationship there's a lot of very interesting things there but he is as much your kind of like yoda as he is your father type figure um but this becomes very interesting as the plot unfolds uh but anyway you are then sent to the trials in the cave under the school so he's like you have you have gone to the trials, and this is just like a jedi you go off to the trials and you come out a jedi um, fight Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. You fight Darth Vader, and, and that's, yeah. So, anyway, so you go to Dagobah. No, um, so you fight the spirit monk amulet, and you get a vision of the water dragon, which is the creature whose death actually ended the drought, but released hostile spirits into the land. And those spirits, on a side note, are the bane of my fucking existence. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, upon returning uh, to the town, you discover that Dawnstar, your friend from the school, was kidnapped by Gao the Lesser when he was expelled. Um, mm -hmm. So you head to the swamps to rescue her. At that time, you, I guess you can recruit him. I automatically recruit him. Is it yep. possible to not recruit him? I don't know, actually. That's a good point. I um, find it I, hard to believe with his... I don't think you cannot because of what happens he's later. He's necessary for the plot later yes. on. But anyway, uh, I, I remember seeing someone say, you can. And I was like, oh, sorry. Really? So well, you been... will recruit uh, Sagacious yeah. Jew or Shu, Z-U, mm -hmm. and eventually confront Gao the Lesser again in a cave. Um, you return to the village to find it in flames. This is after saving yeah. um, Dawnstar. You return to the town to find it in flames. Master Lee has been taken to Imperial City, and you fly off in a, com you fly off in a commandeered flying machine. Okay, so that's what happens. Now mm -hmm. we're going to go back and talk about, uh, perhaps like Jam was doing, like some of the things that... Um, that were just notable. And again, we're going to try to keep these somewhat limited, but, uh, there, you know, there's different stuff I want to talk about. So, um, but, uh, yeah, you tell me, Jam, anything you want to talk about with this, uh, open area, the kind of lead in with master Lee, maybe well, even yeah. with the assault from the Lotus assassins. I don't know. Well, the first sort of area really is, is it's your basically glorified tutorial. The game doesn't sort of just, uh, I like these sort of tutorials in games where it's, it just sort of gradually tells you as you're playing through it rather than bombarding you with everything all at once. So it's, yeah. uh, uh, so it does ease you into sort of each and um, you, you, you can speak to kind of like one of the, one of the, one of the teachers on the outskirts of the school and he'll kind of teach you about the way of the open palm, the closed fist of what those sort of decisions mean and stuff. It, oh, there's a, well, there there's you a, go. I, I wish I'd talked to him. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> there's a lot of sort of yeah I, I know i know you get a law just from the general story anyway but there's even more expanded law if you want to but it's not kind of compulsory and it won't affect the um your game if you don't speak to these people it's just if you know just for general interest no, but you really. can get extra xp um yeah. you can fight other students if you want yeah. to and there's even Far, a competition yeah. that you can uh, <laughs> and see that i will give credit that was really easy yeah i clumsied my way through that but i was like hey points um <laughs> and that's before you got drunk and fist but <laughs> yeah right um and then there's uh and then there's of course uh master lee gets in he goes okay okay it's, it's time to do some stuff mm-hmm. um and he kind of tells you about your origins and then he has you choose your weapon now this was a weird time to choose my weapon because i don't they give you no information on what the difference is well, they, they give you a long-winded description of what they are, but you don't... Um, I mean, it, okay, it's a big fucking katana or it's a <laughs> yeah. long fucking bow staff. Like, it doesn't it doesn't help you. Like, they don't they don't even break it down in RPG yeah. teams. Like, well, this has more range, but this does more damage, which I think is what is actually the case with those, but... They do allow you to change your mind if you want to later, so, like, before you leave this area, so you can switch back but you but before you leave this area to do the uh, to get on the flying ship you have to have made a decision on your final weapon then because you can't change it after that so yeah it's true but i never yeah. did i just stuck with mine i just <laughs> yeah me too i uh i i chose the bow staff actually <laughs> i i chose both stars this time but before when i first played this i used the sword so yeah and how is it is it a whole lot different i think the sword i kind of preferred it to the staff the staff is okay. just a little bit slow and clumsy the sword is just a lot quicker and but it's uh, got great range the bow staff does yeah. have range if you need to keep like i don't know like a uh, elephant demon at bay <laughs> yeah. it can help um but uh, anyway um and then there's the beach attack anything I, there's really nothing significant about the beach attack apart from master lee is awesome yeah master <laughs> lee jumping onto the ship and breaking it in half was pretty fucking amazing but otherwise <laughs> okay you're right okay that was pretty awesome but you don't really do anything of note <laughs> no <laughs> well although you can be a dick to master lee and say what were you doing i could afford them myself or something. oh that's fantastic i love that um I need to play through this as, like, a shithead. It's actually um, quite fun to play through this as a shithead. It really is. I'll keep that in mind. Um, and then uh, the one part that I got stuck on for a while was the Gal the Lesser battle in the arena. When yeah. he gets expelled, or just before he gets expelled, he challenges you. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how Master Lee's like, well, this is unorthodox, and he's probably going to use illegal techniques, but fuck it, get in the yeah, ring. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know. Did, did you have any problems with this the first time you did it? No, like, not really. Ever? It was pretty okay. straightforward. I, I guess he I got lucky because he does a lot of blocking, really. <laughs> he does a lot of blocking, and um, if he hits you uh, with certain attacks, I can't remember which one. It was either the Dark Matter attack or something else. You take a decent amount of damage, and yeah. I think you slow down. You say, yeah, you get slowed down. Mm. So uh, this was also the first time I learned, don't heal yourself too quick. Don't be too quick to... Oh, that's right, because... Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, the point was was I remember that being a little on the difficult side for me. I died a couple of times and I learned my lesson. Save often. Save right before oh, yeah. you talk yep. to people because that shit will bite you later in the game. And you can save anywhere in this game, which is really handy. Yes, <laughs> yes. and do it. Um, so anyway, so you defeat Gathalesser and blah, 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 blah. But, uh, and then the only other thing was, um, then you choose your fire or ice magic. Mm-hmm. Again, another arbitrary choice. Yep. <laughs> um, I chose fire. Ice. <laughs> See, yeah there we go um 
And then you have a choice to clear out the cave with Zhu. Does that hurt your open palm closed fist if you go kill all the toad demons and everything? No, it doesn't. No, it makes okay. that's no nice. Just no gives you XP. Yeah, he's just he just goes, Hey, you wanna finish this? Hey, you wanna go kill some demons? Hey Dawnstar, <laughs> go go surface board. We'll be there in a sec. Um, <laughs> but uh and Gal the Gal the Lesser is so much easier in this cave. Oh my yeah, god, oh, yeah. Ass yeah. In a heartbeat. Um, she usually leveled up by this stage as well a little bit. I was level four, yeah. yeah. So I was I was farther along, um, and then I was very pleased with the flying machine uh, being a schmuck. Yep. It's it, a yeah, that's how you like that bit. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But you can choose to. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. <laughs> really, you can just you, skip it. You could, yeah. You, know, you get the choice between when you do when you go between chapters. You always have a shmup section, but it does say, "Do you want yeah. to attack or evade?" If you evade, you skip the shmup sections. You just straight up skip it. Yeah, you straight up skip it. Oh, well, how about that? I just always picked attack because I liked it. I had fun with uh, it. Yeah, I, I picked attack. I, I loved. It. I thought it was great. I kind of wish they did a bit more with it, but. <laughs> oh well. All right, so uh, let's jump in here. So. Now on to, or unless there's anything else you want to say about chapter one. Nah, not really, except chapter one's the introduction, really, so, but yeah. definitely, let's move on. So. so chapter two, Tien's Landing. <laughs> let's talk about what happens here. So, yeah, because yeah, you've obviously um, jumped into an inferior flying machine, you crash your machine, machine straight away. <laughs> so, yep. um, and then you basically have to, basically the, you have to find what's called the wind map uh, to Imperial City. That's the one sort of the main goal here, as well as find another flying machine as well. Um, so you, you end up in, in this area called Tien's Landing, where there's several side quests um, that are available. Um, you don't have to do them straight away. You can, like with with most of these sort of games, you, you do get warning before you move on. And um, you do actually get an opportunity, Fred, to go back to Tien's Landing when you get to Chapter 3 if you want to, to finish these up later as well. But, yes, I do remember that, yes. But you have to do it before. But you can't go, if you go to, I think, Chapter 4, you can't go back. So you do have that little cutoff period. Um, oh, see, I thought it was... Actually, I take that back. I thought it was at the end of Chapter 2. Um, oh, no, no. But it gives you a second opportunity to fly yeah, back. Yeah, it gives you a second you opportunity, okay. yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got that chance. But anyway, you get you, those side quests are available. Um, but and and end up, what will you end up discovering? Your flying, you basically it's called. You go to find a flying machine called the Marvelous Dragonfly, uh, which is in the base of Gal the Greater this time. Ah, uh, yes. So, <laughs> so this is a two-part mission. Um, first, you can go, or first you have to go to the Great Southern Forest and speak with Lord Yoon and find mm-hmm. out he has the wind map. Uh, you don't have to go there first, but that no, is geez, that is where I ended up first, um, and uh, it's just past the dam. And uh, once you find out he has the wind map, you he wants you to improve the forest <laughs> yeah. in order to give it to you. And there's only two ways you can do that: you can either team up with the forest shadow and defeat the cannibalistic demons led by Mother. Yep. <laughs> or vice versa, you can team up with the cannibalistic <laughs> uh, demons and uh, go kill Forest Shadow. Or um, you can be a dick and kill both of them. <laughs> oh, no kidding! <laughs> no, you can. Yeah. It's fantastic. I did go after Mother, so that's what I yeah, did. Yeah, most but, people uh, do that choice. And you uh, when you, when you, regardless of what you do, uh, you go back to Lord Yoon, and he will say, "Well, the forest is better based off of what you did," uh, and gives you the wind map. So after that, you just need to get out. So it's on to Gal the Greater's based. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. Um, um, so basically, um, he's basically Gal the Greater is, of course, very saddened by um, 
naming um, naming his son the stupid name of Gal the Lesser. I do apologize, but he's actually his death that he's sad by. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I should point out, yeah, earlier when I said you defeat Gal the... <laughs> When you go get Gal the the Lesser from or Dawnstar from Gal the Lesser, you kill him. Yeah. When you when you defeat him, so basically, so he's mourning his son's death, and he teams up the Inquisitor Lim um, and the Lotus Assassins for retaliation. Uh, you head to the dam, um, fight spirits, uh, <laughs> fight Chaykar. Did I say that right? Again, I'm Chaykar. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll discuss her, but yeah, <laughs> um, a demon in a little girl's body, and which that was fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> And either destroy the dam or keep it open permanently, which is actually quite a pivotal part to some of the side quests as well, because you'll get... We'll come on to that a little bit later. Um, okay. You then attack the base, including battles with pirates. Um, and you eventually confront uh, the elephant demon, uh, Zianzi. Look at, uh, at that right. <laughs> That um, sounds right, but uh, or Shiashi, yeah, it doesn't really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, followed by a dual battle with Lim and Galgrater, so two on one battle. This, of course, with your support character as well. But I, I kind of find my support character really there's just distractions. They didn't really do much. For it. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, yeah, distract- later on in time, they help you a little bit more, but not yeah. not in the beginning here. And, and upon their deaths, you get an amulet, and um, Sky becomes a follower of yours as well. Uh, Yen returns to Tien's Landing in the fine contraption, and you wrap up the side quest that you haven't completed and head to Imperial City. Yeah, and I think it says, like, you're about to leave. Yes. Are you sure? Okay, yeah. That's what I thought. But even though it says that, you can still go back, you know, but, which is kind of funny. Um <sighs> So right off the bat, the first thing you do when your ship crashes is you confront some spirits. Yes. And I learned that I suck at evading. <laughs> I got it's better. So important in this, yeah. I got better, but uh, right off the bat, woof, woof, I should have brushed up on my evading. In fact, if you don't do too well in this battle, you may want to just try dying or reloading the beginning mm-hmm. and, and, and practicing because you'll need it later. <laughs> Because I wasn't great with evading here, but anyway. Mm-hmm. So, but the um, it probably might be worth mentioning as well at this point. Um, I don't think it's on the notes here, but you. Oh no! no yeah, talk about anything here. you want to. Um, yeah. you you get quite a few companions. You don't just get um, you don't you don't just get. No, Scar. those are yeah. the ones that Sky and the mm-hmm. engineer, whatever, are the ones that are key to the plot. Yeah, they're, but no, they're there are some... lots of companions, and yeah. uh, but most of them optional, aren't they? Uh, not well yeah kind of but they're kind of almost you don't have to get them but you'll want to and this does give you like cards that shows you who can be your companion so you know that uh Mm. um basically you can you'll know if you're missing somebody yeah i mean in the forest you get um you come across um black whirlwind who's this big rugged kind of pirate like character um who the first thing he does when he sees you is attack you because that's the nice thing to do (laughs) so he's actually i found that he was actually one of my more i quite enjoy that character actually because he was just kind of quirky and he just came out of some of the more interesting kind of one-liners he was kind of like he always felt like the kind of krogan of your group like mass effect reference there but um (laughs) just yeah he's all he was just he's just hot-headed all the time he's uh he's very useful in certain scenes oh yeah absolutely um you meet Hempex Hen oh, Hempex who sorry here the who teaches you drunken fists he's basically he doesn't like his wife very much which you find no, out he thinks she's yeah <laughs> um and he likes to drink 
and he likes to drink absolutely and um he's basically hanging out if you obviously decide to go and take out the the cannibals or whatever he turns out to be the only person in the this little house that isn't a cannibal just by chance yeah i thought he was gonna reveal that he was and i was gonna be like oh this is gonna be a problem he's gonna leave um and i think he does leave doesn't he he leaves the um the cannibal thing but he joins you on your quest okay yeah, yeah okay um, obviously, the um, the engineer that you find in, with Gal the Greater is um, his name is Kang the Mad, who's the engineer for the sort of the the flying machine that you go into. Uh, yeah, he's, he's how you fly in. Yeah. He doesn't really do anything as a support character. You can't use him in battles or anything. You just talk to him when you want to fly somewhere, basically. But you have very limited options of where you can fly. Yes, but he, but he's obviously he's obviously an important character for that, and then. Uh, I guess you can kind of use him to decide when you want to sort of... There's a bit towards the end of the game where you can choose if you want to do a shmup level or not. And the last kind of important character is uh, Chai K, the Heavenly Gate Guardian, who's a demon, basically, um, embodying a small girl's body called uh, Wildflower. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you fight him as well on your first try. <laughs> this goes a little Alice in Wonderland, this chapter. Um Especially if you go after Mother. Mm. Um, but, uh, well, I guess not. I guess regardless of what you do on your way to the forest, you have to go through the portal, right? And go to heaven? Yes. Uh, well, no, not, not the forest. The forest, because yeah, you, do ha- you do have to go through there to make the decision of whether you're going to take out the forest spirit or not. So that is compulsory. Right. So to get to the, um, obviously, to get the, the map. Yeah. So, and then there are some side quests. Um, Yeah, a lot of side quests. (laughs) The temple run. uh, The dam is kind of necessary, but not the big, long Mm. fight at the dam. And then... As I mentioned, there's some sort of side quest that are pinnacle to whether you decide to open the dam or not. Like you'll get a, a one of the merchants will sort of bribe you and say, oh, you know, keep the dam as it is because he says he gets more sort of bet- more sales. And he, he tempts you mm-hmm. with basically 10% more sort of income or something if you decide to leave it as it is. Um, but obviously, you know, if you go in the way of the open palm, you obviously you want, you know, if you decide to to close to go close the dam then he'll actually come and attack you and you have to take him out oh really so, yeah which is quite funny i thought um one of the more funny side quests i thought was definitely worth mentioning is the it's, it's called matchmaker i mean did you come across this where you have to mm-hmm. um you come across a one of the pirate kind of queens called a ling who was betrothed to be married to a some one of the townsfolk. But you find out, that's, that's the side quest you do first, but you find out that that was promised when they were something like six years old. It's like when they were really young. And okay. um, it's quite an easy side quest. It's basically just a talking one. And um, if you don't force her to marry the guy, which is the way of the closed fist, if you are nice and say, no, no, look, that was ages ago, that doesn't count, then you have to find her a new husband, which is actually really fun That's too. fantastic. It's one of the funniest, it's one of the more fun side quests because what you do is you literally, she'll give you basically options of some people she's interested. You have to go find that individual. And then what you have to do is you have to, kind of choose the right dialogue options to convince her that they are worth marrying and you can fail this entirely if you don't do the right choices because <laughs> she'll say stuff like i don't want to marry this loser or the who you say speak properly you say well like, one of them had like a lisp or something and it, it's That's really just entertaining i i just thought that was well that was one of the more sort of quirky ones that was quite fun because she's a real hard ass this sort of but this is great because she's one of those like really kind of quite strong female protagonists um 
not not completely lazy like at all but she has a heart of gold to her where she just i just want to start a family <laughs> just really you find that's quite nice <laughs> so i kind of i did really enjoy that um another side quest that's probably worth mentioning i'm not gonna do all of these because there's too many really to go through we want we want to finish the game the the main story it's one it's called the uh the old mother kwan who's the owner of the tea house okay. um, and basically you find out in this side quest um quite quickly that uh, mother kwan owns the tea house but she basically act, kind of signed the house over to a an imperial right uh well through an imperial right to um so basically one of the Imperial Guards, I believe. Um, I think it's Dung Tong, I believe, is his name. Um, it's um, basically um, he he got it. He, he forged the document. So he doesn't really own the tea house. So he's getting all the profit and he's just letting Mother Kwong work there. And you can either basically choose in this side quest to um, you can let him carry on. And he, he bribes you to either let them carry on or you can force him to give it up. But the way you make him give it up, Fred is to get him pissed off his face. <laughs> so, like drunk? Yeah, literally. Ah, oh, fantastic. So, is there he, like a drinking mini game or something? Kind of. It's not like a, really? it's not, okay. it's not like a mini game, but it's kind of you've got to do you got to know your maths because um basically you, you talk to one of the guys at the front um of the in the tea house and you basically he tells you how strong the different alcoholic beverages are and you say send the beverage to him. And he basically has three stages of drunkenness, Fred. <laughs> so he has the friendly stage. He has the sad, depressed stage, and then he has the paranoid, psychopathic phase. Yeah, the angry phase. Yeah, I figured that was the third one. Yeah. Which, for some reason, really spoke to me when I played this game. Thinking, this sounds familiar. So, I feel like I have walked through these waves. <laughs> yeah. Basically, um, the point of the mini game is, is you don't want him to get full-blown um, paranoid because then he suspects something. Um, uh-huh. but you've got to get him okay. into depressed, sad phase so that he gives up the information. But uh, but the good, the 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 lucky thing is that you can if if you fail, you can sober him up with a special drink and start again. Nice. <laughs> it's got to be the okay. most unhealthiest mini game you've ever heard. Of. His liver just like shits out his ass like at the end of it, but at the beginning it was great. Um, but I did really enjoy that one. But those are sort of the two sort of really enjoyable nice. sort of. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we don't have to talk about too much. The The couple of things I want to talk about. One is you do go into heaven if you're going to do yeah. the forest spirit. That's where you kind of talk to it and figure out, you know, where to go for the cannibals and things like that. Uh, and it's it's very interesting because it's very bright. It's very colorful. It's very yeah. Alice in Wonderland-esque. Um, and this is notable also because this is the first time you fight a horse demon. Earlier in the game, you in the, in the, the first portal you go through where Gal the Lesser is, you find toad demons, and you do learn how to transform into them. Mm-hmm. You fight the horse demons now, which are a little bit tougher um, and definitely faster. And once you take them out, you get to learn how to f- turn into a horse demon, which I think is pretty useful. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, other than that, you know, it's a lot of uh, the cannibals. There's a lot of them, but they didn't seem to be much of a problem for me. No, um, they're just, just little mini... Um but like little, they're small little blobs really so they look quite yeah. demonic though <laughs> so. they do but they were easy to take yeah. out um i think the biggest uh and again i'm just jumping to the parts i want to talk about so let's talk for a second about chai ka um and when you fight her because uh, <laughs> this demon is uh this is an interesting fight um but Big uh demon. yeah y- y- yeah yeah it's a little girl but it becomes a big fucking demon. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and this was, this was probably the first really tough battle I had in the beginning of, uh, of, of kind of the second part of this chapter. Um, 
But uh, I don't know. Did you have much issue with Chaika, or did you really not have issues with any of these? No, oh, I characters? think I must feel quite lucky here. Yeah, I didn't really have much trouble at all. Yeah. Um, if you have Horse Demon, it helps. Uh, you can mm. kind of stay ahead of... I was using Toad Demon here, yeah. Oh, okay, there you go. So, turn into a demon. That's, again, the answer <laughs> in most of these things is try Are transforming first. It might help you. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, but uh, yeah. And once you take it once you take it out, that was pretty interesting. And when he was like, yeah, let me join you. Yep. Or she was like, let me join you. It's like, oh, okay, there we go. Um and uh, Chaika, the reason she's important is because you can use her. And it looks more like a dude. I guess that's why I keep saying he. But um, that becomes a very useful companion in the future yeah. for dealing with big big people, big foes. Um, so there was that. Um, so for me, and I don't know if you had this problem, the, uh, the pirate one. Mm-hmm. Um, so right when you get to... Um, when you go to basically assault Gal the Greater's area, you end up down on the pier and you have to fight a bunch of uh, pirates down there. Yeah. Do you remember this part? Yeah. Where you, you have the cutscene and, mm-hmm. and basically you're just going and confronting all the pirates that are at the pier. You can, if you want, there is a section here where you can choose to take them all out with a kind of sort of riding cannon that's in the rafters. If you want oh, to, but, I didn't um, know but if you do that, that it's a neg- It's a it's kind of like a closed fist decision because you'll kill an innocent person in the process. I'm cool so with that, that because yeah. this <laughs> fucking this scene they that. throw <laughs> so many enemies at you, and I had a real hard time with this. I think I played it like six times. Oh wow! Yeah, and it was always that thing where you get near the end and then you fucking throw the fight right. Um, I don't know. I thought this was, I thought this was hard. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're fast. Uh, the pirates are, if they get the, the, the better part of you, uh, they'll knock your health out pretty big and you only have one bar of, you know, mind presumably. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, but, uh, and there are vases you can break, but I felt like I was never able to really hit them with as much gusto as I wanted to when I really needed them. Like, I waited a little too long to go for them. I don't know. This was a really brutal battle for me. So uh, I tell people, like, if you're having issues with this, uh, just stick with it. But, uh, yeah, I was having a hard time getting around these. So, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. And then um, and then we come to, uh, do you want to talk about the bosses at the end, or are these really not that notable battles? I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't say they're massively noticeable. I mean, I felt that Gal the Greater and uh, and Lim Lim the you know the double battle was a bit challenging because they both of them were quite tough. Um, one of them was more magic based. It was kind of more of a case of kind of take you because you were always really distracted by the other character who was slowing you down with support sort of magic. Um, but yes. once you'd taken out the first one, it usually was a lot easier from there. <laughs> but yeah, that was challenging. And I mean, I focused on Lim. Yeah, um, I did. I did too. Yeah. I needed her out of the way. She's too spry. Mm-hmm. Um, once you get Lim out of the way, and especially if you can get her to follow you um, to a certain part of the arena that's far enough away from Gal, especially if you can get him to try to use like a projectile attack on you, you he takes a while to kind of get back into gear, and he tends to go on the defensive very easily. So you can kind of get Lim separated from your group and then wail on her um, 
and and I basically kind of avoided Gal, other than um, like I avoided him. I didn't ignore him, but I avoided him. Yeah. yeah. So um, that one I had to do a couple of times too. Um, but with a lot of these boss battles, I had to do them a couple of times. So who knows? Anyway. All right, you ready to go into chapter three? Imperial City. Yeah, let's do it. All right, I'll start this one off. Um, Mm -hmm. So chapter three, Imperial City. So the team arrives in Imperial City and eventually meets uh, Silk Fox, who's actually Princess Leon, the Emperor's Mm -hmm. daughter. She doesn't think her father's responsible for the Emperor's problems and suggests that it's the Lotus Assassins that are responsible. No shocker there. (laughs) Um, So anyway. Hold on that. So, just, sorry, I'll just get the notes up again. Uh, so then it's time to infiltrate the Lotus Assassin training facility and basically can kill a ton of people, including some golems, which uh, I think that's this is when they're first introduced, I believe, in this Yes, this I think this is how you get that ability, mm-hmm. right? I think that's here. Yeah. Which is huge. It is, yeah. As <laughs> yeah. well as the golems, you obviously you need to take out uh, Master Gong and Qu- Grand Inquisitor Gaia. Uh, Gaia reveals... Gia. Gia, yeah, no, it probably is. So, so You're fine. I'll say Gia. Um, Gia reveals that the Emperor ordered Death's Hand and the Lotus Assassins to, prove, to perform their task, and she then fights you, falls, um, and Death's Hand shows up to battle you as well. So this Death's Hand is that. It's kind of on the front cover of some of the game boxes is the mask with the red mask on him and all armored mm. up, basically. Um, and is he, like, the lead of the Lotus Assassins, or is he the most notorious of them? He's... He's a, a force to be reckoned with, yeah, basically. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, he's quite a pinnacle, was, uh, certainly a decision which we'll get to later. But um, <laughs> as you're going through this area, Sebastian Zhu, uh, who's recently admitted to being one of the assassins that killed Marsley's family, sacrifices himself, um, but also takes care of Death's Hand at the same time. Yeah, they're basically fighting in a roof collapse on yeah. Both of them. yeah, and then you escape the facility. Um, this generally shocked me when this is this is I was when Sebastian Sue went down. I was like, "Wow," because <laughs> I, I was using him as a support character quite regularly. Oh, okay, so that makes perfect sense. Uh, I wasn't using him as much, so I didn't. Yeah. It's like the Caden thing. It's like, oh, okay. Um, but that being said, I thought it was a big deal. Um, yeah. And I'm not gonna lie; it's one of those times where a lot of times, if they don't let me fight somebody. Or, you know, I see a cool sequence, but they don't let me play it. Like, I, I attack Metal Gear a lot for this. I'm like, God damn it, why didn't you let me play it? This was one of those times where I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm ready to fight Death's Hand, so thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it turns out that was true. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, um, and we should point out, this is pretty much the last area, Imperial City, it- where there are side quests. And there's a lot of them, but yes, there's a yes, shitload of them, and I did like of them, none yeah. of them. In fact, this is almost all side quests. Mm. If you go straight to, um, basically, you can get here, talk to um, uh, what is it, Silk Road or whoever, Silk Fox, Silk Fox uh, yeah. and then head straight down to uh, basically um, the main area. Talk to a couple other people. Head up to the Scholar's Garden get silk fox to join your team and then you can go straight to the lotus assassin temple if you want to like you can knock this out this can be a two hour chapter this can be a 10 hour chapter (laughs) so anyway but since you know the side quests a little bit better the the one i can speak to is the arena one do we want to knock that out right away yeah let's just get that one because that's quite easy to talk about it's uh, a simple one to talk about. You just basically fight tons of enemies. A lot of fighting, yeah. In one-on-one. And I could not beat um, the uh, the second part of the... the uh, Like, there's three parts, basically. Yeah. It's not and always one-on-one. The you do, they occasionally mix in a few 
like you know multiple battles as well and they they have a few there's like a dodging bit as well where you like dodge like fires and spikes and stuff where you're just running around and mm-hmm. avoiding traps so that, that was kind of interesting well and there's a spot basically like yeah because there's like basically just to tell what you fight you fight an ogre then some teenagers which yeah. are actually more challenging than they sound um not super challenging but they were a spry yeah. Uh, then you fight a statue, a single statue. Those things is your introduction to statues, which are very hard to damage. Um, and then the leader of this particular battle is Hapless Han. Um, mm-hmm. But then you come back, you fight some cannibals, some toe demons, an elephant demon. That's, is that your first time fighting an elephant demon? Uh, no, you probably have no, fought okay. one already by the stage. Yeah. Yeah. But you learn with them you want to keep your distance. Um, Lucky Cho, then some golems, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the <laughs> yep. Iron Soldier. I managed to beat him. But then you kind of get this in between and then you jump into the third tier, which is with the Phoenix Assassin, the three Sung brothers. And then they do like a rush of everything you'd fought up to that. Pretty point. much. Yeah. It's, it goes and I nice. couldn't I couldn't beat that. So I had to drop out. And uh, but I'd already gotten what I needed to get done, which was I got on the side of one of the two. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, on on the, one of the two sides of. Um... Yes, I was the executioner's side. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I really needed to get done. Uh, so I just continued on with the game after that. So anyway, um, d- have you gone all the way to the end? I know at the end you fight, um, Ravenger and then Serpent. Yep. I, I did go all the way to the end and, um, it's, it's kind of worth it if you do, cause you unlock, uh, you get the, uh, Ravenger's fighting ability or the fighting technique, uh, with the weapon, the weapons that he uses, um, nice. you you can have a decision to basically release the Ravenger's soul. You know, be nice or you know, or or be nasty with the again, <laughs> depending on which way you go. And um, yeah, it's it sort of it, it basically it, it does really worthwhile, and you get a ton of experience as well to help you level up. Is all all those battles you've been doing? So right. So okay, cool. Um... So yeah, so why don't you talk about, before we talk about the Lotus Assassin Temple, talk about any side quests you want to mention. I will point out that in about seven minutes, I'm going to cut you off, though. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> one of the um, one of the side quests, there, there, there's so, yeah, that as, as you've already mentioned, there's a ton of side quests for this area. One of the more notable ones is one called the Black Leopard School, which is a area that is quite easy to miss if you're not looking for it. Like um, I did. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, basically, what this side quest is, is you are going through the, the Black Leopard School and fighting various students that they, they all like titled like the first brother, the sixth brother, and... Um, you, you basically find out that the leader of this school is, funnily enough, a ghost, actually. So mm-hmm. um, he's not really there. And um, one of the students is basically responsible for his death. And it really is kind of a kind of, you know, revenge, not kind of a revenge story, really. And you're appeasing his um, you're appeasing his death. I think the, the student is called, like, Master Smiling Hawk or something. Yes, that's it. So, you got it. Sorry, it's in the notes uh, in yeah. case you need it. But oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, and um, and yeah, you can of course do as he he wants you to take out the spirit of the master and then kind of join his side, or you can go the way of the open palm and basically just take him out. If you decide to take him out, you get quite of a funny cutscene actually because you take him out <laughs> in a room and a student kind of comes in and looks at you and you can be a dick to him and say to him like he says, "Yeah, you saw that, right?" <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Or you could be nice and just basically, I think, I think even the nice option is quite big headed where it's even like, just go tell people what I did here. <laughs> nice. I like that. 
but it's, it's quite it's quite a sort of satisfying sort of ending to that sort of side quest but um the um there's an interesting side quest with because you kind of go into this area with the the grave the gravestones area here yeah necropolis um, yeah that's right um where you can kind of decide to basically take there's there's this, there's this creepy kind of um grave digger who's here you, you get a bit sort of a bad spell about him straight from the beginning but he basically requests you take out certain ghosts but when you speak to these ghosts you obviously find out that some of their stories aren't as um they're not as bad as he makes out but you can decide to either basically take the side of the ghost or take the sides of him um but i found that it was actually a lot easier to be evil at that stage because taking the ghost out was far easier than doing the in basically it's a choice of doing for additional side quests or doing just one <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. depending on how sort of if you want to go for 100 percent, obviously you wouldn't you wouldn't mind doing the extra sort of work, work for it um there was um what was the there was there was the, you could do sort of bounty missions in this section as yes, well there's a bunch of bounty hunts there's yeah. not really much to write home about because basically all it was was just basically finding a specific character um yeah the last one i wanted to talk about really is that you come across a um an interesting character in the gardens where you meet um silk fox and this side quest is called a jewel of weapons where you meet someone who people who are fans of 40 towers or monty python will recognize the voice actor in a section because it's john cleese <laughs> oh john yeah. cleese and uh, i think he's very chirpy because he is a an english man as he is with his normal vo vo accent with a lump of cheese on his armor <laughs> so and um the point of this side quest is basically his name is sir roderick <laughs> which is fantastic yes, um, you meet him and he, and he literally just shoots a guy with a shotgun and he basically abuses uh, the jane empire's uh, morales and how they live and basically says you're all savages and you basically challenge him to kind of like i like to call it it's not it's not called a battle of wits but it feels like that uh, a bit like from the prince's bride in a way and basically you have judges that you're basically he he shoots a kind of um a slogan at you saying he, he basically criticizes your way of life and says oh you 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 all walk around with your tops off you men and you why he says why did you do that so he says oh that's not right and then you basically talk to convince the judges that he's a twat <laughs> that you're, <laughs> and that, yeah what what i love too is did you know what his full name is in the wiki what's the what's the full name in the wiki <laughs> sir roderick ponce von fontelbottom the magnificent <laughs> bastard <laughs> I didn't even know that is fantastic. <laughs> and that is his actual name in the, uh, uh, according to the Bioware um, mm. notes. John Cleese like, probably just, he volunteered for that idea. He just saw the oh, name. Sure. Yeah, screw Yeah, I'll do that. Because you don't fight him, you debate him. <laughs> you, you can fight, if because if, if you fail, you can fight him. And it's really... Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because, and I, I really kind of thought that was a nice touch because um because I, I passed it before, but I deliberately wanted to fail it this time just to kind of see what would happen. And you can basically be really um, sort of sore about it and you can basically just challenge him to a fight. And, he's, and he goes, but I've already won. And, it's just, and you're like, oh, no, I'll beat you and it's really you even kind of feel dirty doing that fight as well thinking you're thinking right. yeah i shouldn't have done that <laughs> so you don't kill him but you just sort of beat him up you and just beat him senseless and, yeah. and he even tells you he even tells you when you defeat him um he goes he goes just let you know i still won the real fight <laughs> so yeah he really, he really well, you gotta be a dick and i won yeah Shit. uh so yeah <laughs> so um <clears throat> all right so uh, I guess we could talk about the Lotus Assassin Temple. Mm -hmm. um, you basically uh, go in there and uh, there's going to be um, a lot of fights. A lot, yep. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, it's just fight after fight after fight. Uh, I don't even know how to charm them up. There was nothing that was too notable, but I just remember going room after room, just beating the shit out of people and killing them. Mm-hmm. Um, we should point out, you're not beating them up. You are using weapons and stuff. These people bleed. They die. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, yeah, so anyway. But, uh, and eventually... Um, there, there were a couple of notable characters we fight, though. Um, like Grand Inquisitor Gia. Yeah, that's the one I remember the most. Basically, was, the, um, um, the female, old, kind of old lady almost, um, appearance who you fight at the end. Um, yes. But um, before that, there's, I think it's Master Gang, who you've got to basically... Uh, Kind of, you got basically you, this is the guy I think you have to kill, but pretend that he was killed by the the golem machine. Yes, yes, which I thought was great um, because you got to basically like yeah, kind of frame him. Um, you got like clear the the hall and everything, and sort of distract people. And um, it's um, yeah. it's it's always it's quite it's a surprisingly heavy side quest. Or it's, it's a deliberate. You have to do the quest. It's anyway. not really a side quest, but yes, it is kind of a side quest. It's a side of a side mission, so to speak. Mm. But um, yeah, he's kind of a pain in the ass. But eventually, um, uh, once you kill him, you know that's that's kind of done. And you do after this get the most important transformation for me, which was the Jade Golem. Yes, exactly. So I remember that being the real. The real notable one. Um, you also get Death's Hand uh, legacy technique, but I didn't use that as often. Nah. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, Grand Inquisitor Gia, I think the hard part with her was Magic. her attacks Gosh. did a lot of damage. Mm. And more importantly, she was blocking like all the fucking time. Yes. And you have to charge a, an attack that breaks through a defense, and that I was struggling with. <laughs> mm. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, it, it was okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I was, I was having some issues, uh, comboing up on her. Um, but once you do, you can finally overcome her. Um, and then after that, you get one really bad decision, which is, uh, which is, uh, <laughs> boss is cracking me up. I just read the chat. Um, which is you get to decide whether you want to protect Yashen or Chakai or Chai Ka mm-hmm. um, at the end once you've kind of taken out the temple and uh, you you escape it. Um, and I picked Chai Ka. I, I, I knew I needed her or him or it in my yep. in my group. What did you do? Yeah, I did the same. Yep, Chai Ka. And it's just can you beat up enough of the guys without your companion dying? And if you lose, you will have to reload the save and do it over again. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and maybe over again <laughs> so anyway um but with the end of this this kind of strikes probably the end of a lot of our gameplay talk other than maybe the endings so i think we'll blitz through four yep. five six and seven pretty fast which um, well, ties in quite well with our time probably soon <laughs> yeah and again i just don't want to discuss too much because i'm even noticing now like talking about the boss battles probably isn't too interesting if you haven't played them mm-hmm so we're going to lean a little bit more less into the gameplay and a little bit more into everything other than I, I have a thing or two to say about betrayers in chapter five. But anyway, 
Uh, so, Jim, why don't you tell us what happens in Chapter 4, a very brief chapter. Yep, it is very brief. Yeah, so basically it's time, it's time to insult the Imperial... Assault, sorry, insult... Yeah, probably yeah insult you have to straight well. up John Cleese <laughs> insult the Imperial Palace. If, if you've been playing through the game as a Call kid, it a twat and walk away. No, yeah. um. <laughs> so, um, so the group, including Silver Fox, fight their way to the throne room and discover the Emperor's treachery firsthand. Um, he is drunk with power, literally. In fact, that's what it came across as anyway. And yeah, orders right. his guards to take down the group. Um, the group comes out ahead and eventually you defeat the Emperor. Um, this was, We'll get to this in a second. This was quite it's a, a long twist. gauntlet. <laughs> oh yeah, actually, if you want to, just in the interest of it, let's talk about the Emperor's battle. Yeah. Just because it's so short, why not? Well, the um, basically, like you, you've got his henchmen are coming through those little portals from the sides which yeah so we should point out you beat up a bunch of his henchmen you get a new cutscene, um mm-hmm. and then yeah and then you fight him and he's got because jade empire does suffer a little bit of that oh well oh, we're not okay. gonna have you just fight a boss we're gonna give you people to jack around with too well, we should also mention this is the the, the boss battle where they, they they like to make you aware that bosses can regenerate health too, <laughs> basically. Yes, we didn't mention that, and I'm sorry. Uh, yes, from the beginning, Gal the Lesser does it. Uh, yeah. They heal. They have a chi marker as well as you do. Although I don't think you can see theirs. Mm. There's a pain in the trust- here. <laughs> it is finite. It is a finite amount. Uh, so like you, they have a finite amount. But yes, he seems to have a lot. <laughs> I can't fucking break him. Uh, yeah, he seemed to back up and heal. Uh, and he had, like, henchmen to help him out, so. I ran out of spirit and chi fighting him, I remember. So I was just literally uh, right towards the end. So I, I just got lucky. with I had to rely on the martial arts moves uh, right at the end. Mm-hmm. Um... Are you fighting alone? I think you do have to fight the Emperor alone, too. I believe so, yeah. It's, That's uh, the other thing. The others are distracted because of more um, more henchmen coming in, especially yeah, when it gets this twist as well. Yeah, you're not inundated with henchmen, but there are enough on this, what, a handful at a time that are just a pain in the ass. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I also, I think I transformed into the Golem for this one because mm-hmm. I was eager to use it, and it didn't help me as much. Yeah, I found that because of the because of how long this battle took, it just wasn't really helping the situation. Yeah, yeah, no. For me, it was more a weapon. Was better. Uh, weapon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, weapon was was basically the best way to do it, especially because I could smack him around without uh, having to worry <laughs> about his guys. I had some decent uh, reach there. So anyway, so what so what happens after you take out so, the emperor? Yeah, so basically, yeah, you defeat the Emperor and you, you save your master, finally. You fight Master Lee is saved and it, all is well, and right? And I was like, man, this game must be short. I've already know, beaten yeah. it. That's what I was thinking Thanks, this Jim. time I first played it. I was like, I know, yeah, I thought you probably think that too. I Actually, I knew there was no way I was done, but yeah. I was curious where we were going from here. So, and then uh, Master Lee flat out betrays you in the dickest way possible. Oh, yeah. Where he goes, you have learned well, son, as but you have forgotten your... It's not like he goes, but I know your weaknesses still. <laughs> so it's just like, he freaking kills When you. I met you, I was but a learner. Now I am the master. He takes the jade heart in his hand, right? He's yeah. looking at it, and he just gains all that power and straight up kills you. Kills you. Yeah, literally. Like, there's no other way to tell it. He fucking kills you. <laughs> <laughs> And that was where I was like, okay. And I was wondering where I was going to wake up in chapter five, right? Yeah. Because I was like, okay, well, where does this go from here? Uh, You wake up in the underworld. Yeah. (laughs) So chapter five, the spirit monk temple. Um, The water, you do find the water dragon. (laughs) 
you have to talk to it. It explains that Master Soon Lee, and this basically is where you hear the treachery, the real story of what happened. Yes. So Master Soon Lee had always planned this. Um, he actually put on Death's Hand's armor. So Death's Hand was framed. Death's Hand's actually a good guy in this to a certain extent. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a slave to the grind. It's yeah. not this this killer. Uh, anyway, uh, kills the abbot and then sets up the whole treachery with his brothers. Uh, you discover that Soon Kin, which is Death's Hand, was framed for the kill uh, for the death of the abbot and that Soon Lee then took the rule of protector over you uh, after slaying your guardian and then took you in a way uh, took you away hoping that you would basically be the one who would defeat the emperor for him and he could do this so you uh, yeah. we, this whole time you're playing into his plan you are a pawn <laughs> yes uh, after a trip through dirge and the abbot with the abbot and slaying darker emo- uh, saying your darker emotions you are then reborn and your party comes and meets up with you so mm. Um, again, we can talk about the aspect of sorrow, rage, and despair, and the minion of suffering. This was all heavy-handed. They were oh, kind yeah. of a pain in the ass, but I didn't have as much a problem with them as I did with the fucking betrayers. These magic users just drove me nuts. You couldn't fight them with... I don't think you could fight them with weapons. Mm. Could be wrong on the FGA martial arts, because it's all together, yeah. all spirits, so... Yeah, and so you really can't wail on them as much as you'd like to. Like, the combos... I always had trouble with the combos, but anyway... Um, I was bigger with like better with tanks and stuff like weapons and transformations where I could just wail away. This was just basically like, this was more bare bones, you know, right? Like evade block attack, evade block attack, things like that. Break the defenses. So, um, this level was interesting from a combat perspective, but not a whole lot going on from a non-combat perspective. No, not really. It's, um, it's, a lot of this is just about, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very linear as well because I, th- I think there is oh, yeah. like one side quest in this area, but it's basically just to go chase down oh. some demons and <laughs> take them out. Okay, well, so there's the thing. <laughs> uh, and then it's you one. move on to yeah. uh, chapter six, defending the temple. And then so back to life now. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so suddenly expects you to come back to life. So he so he retrieves Death's hand and then he sends the emperor's army to Dirge to attack you. Um, so Sky, your loyal follower, uh, pretends to be pretends to betray you. Calling out, calling out Death's hand and forcing a battle upon. Um, so and what you do here is you defeat Death's hand and you're able to remove Sunny's influence on him um, and either free or enslave him. Which is one. Well, this is the major moral decision that you can make. Yes. Yes. So. Um... I mentioned the students. They're kind of an interesting boss battle, but I don't know. Is there much to say about them? Um, no, not really. I'd say. Yeah, I, so. I don't know. I Yeah, I got to be honest with you. I'm kind of almost bored talking about the combat. I just don't know what to say. Well, the well, with this, uh, I think I guess what's different about this section is you um, you take control of some of your party members. You know, you could actually yeah, play as like... Silt Fox or Dawnstar, depending on who you choose to lead That's that true. group. Uh, and you get to play as a uh, good old um, what was his name, Whirlwind, uh, Black Whirlwind. Um, yeah, Black Whirlwind, and he's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah, he gives his dual axes, and he freaking flat out murders people like into yeah, like, bloody like he's glory. chopping heads off. <laughs> like he's just fucking nailing them. And I don't know how many guys you slaughter, but it's a decent amount you just chop down and then it's time to fight death's hand so 
Because when you fight, uh, which we point out, when your character fights people, they just they just slump over a nice little mess on the floor. But when they, when Whirlwind does it, they they flat out die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like no question there. But anyway, um, so, so here's funny. so and once you defeat Death's Hand, uh, you have the big decision, mm-hmm. which is do you free him, uh, which is allow him to redeem himself basically, and then he is set free, um, and you get a bunch of open palm points and yay a lot of open palm points yeah or do you enslave him get a bunch of closed fist points but you also get a guy who will basically help you beat the game yeah basically um and i totally enslaved him (laughs) (laughs) i love love it (laughs) i wanted to beat this game really bad and i totally fucking enslaved him um and uh i shot straight into closed fist and what's funny about that is because you enslave him, you do get a one last chance to to let him free when you meet when yes. you meet up your team again. They do say like, "Are you sure?" They're like, "You what?" Like, <laughs> yeah, what the? F-? <laughs> and you're like, "Yep, I'm sure." <laughs> if you're me, yep, I'm sure. So anyway, um, and then we'll wrap this up with uh, chapter seven, back to the palace. So now that we've taken out the army, it's time to go after Soonly. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not much to this, so I'll just talk about yeah, it. Yeah. But uh, when you return to the palace to fight Sun Li, you discover former Emperor Sun Hai was the one who released the dragon, water dragon's corpse to provide for the land. So this is where you make your big decision of the game. Yeah. You can either release the dragon's spirit and free the dead, or you can claim the dragon's power as your own if you become emperor. Um, yep. Makes <laughs> sense. It's the Jedi-Sith question. But if you choose to free the dragon's spirit, you know what? Enslaving Death's Hand... No longer matters once you beat the game. Yep. <laughs> so, just something to keep in mind. But uh, anyway, um, and so you go to Soonly and you are given uh, two series of trials, basically, um, and then a handful of choices. So uh, we should point out, so uh, you do have a pretty decent fight. Yeah. Um, although oh, yeah. if you get to use Death's Hand as your companion, it's not so bad, provided you know how to handle it. So the fight is he unleashes two elephant uh, demons at you. But they come in two different intervals. Mm-hmm. So he sends an elephant demon after you. If you go up and attack him right off the bat, especially with Death's Hands kind of keeping him distracted, if you can take out that first elephant demon before the second one hits, you're doing okay. And then I just focus on the elephant demon before the other bull demons, who are the third things released, kind of really are allowed to, to clean up. But I did die a couple of times and had to restart this. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any big problems with any of them? Well, this is the thing. This is where you might be kicking yourself, Fred. Is if you if you were uh, good and you didn't enslave Death's Hand, this fight, and but that it all relies on how well you treated your teammates up to this point. Because um, a bit like you know, like in okay, Mass Effect, go yeah, on. <laughs> you know, like in Mass Effect, where specifically the second game, where you can kind of get them to be loyal to your cause. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can do that with the individual. We should we should probably mention as well that if you if you've been romancing someone up to this point, you actually um, have a bit of a sexy time with them at the end of chapter. Yeah, six. there's loyalty <laughs> so. missions, and then there is the ability to have sex. We should point out there are both heterosexual and there homosexual is. relationships. Yeah. Despite Bioware selling you the bull crap that it was Dragon Age that did it. For it was jade empire that did the gay stuff first yeah yeah it did so you you could get with anybody and then of course the (laughs) the thing i noticed later was if you're really good you can get dawnstar and silk fox into a threesome yeah 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 that's why i've I've not see i haven't done done that myself yeah i I didn't focus on it so i was (laughs) a girl so it wasn't it wasn't gonna happen i don't think uh but uh yeah i didn't try um 
So, uh, but yes, yes, there are loyalty missions and romance missions. So I'm glad we got to get in there with that. So what happens if, yep. if your teammates are loyal? Because I, of course, didn't. So, so Fred, if you were loyal, if you were nice to your teammates and you were you were good, basically they fight most of the battles for you, so you don't fight nearly as many as those. those Motherfucker, <laughs> no kidding. Well, again, uh, Death's Hand helped me a decent yeah. amount, but I had to learn kind of the order in which to tackle these. things. Exactly, yeah. It, it's so. kind of it's almost like a different way, but it is it, it can be made significantly sort of easier if you do decide to go the open palm route. Um, the gotcha. there's kind of kind of a nice little satisfying nod to Sebastian's zoo as well if you because he will turn up right at the end and kind of destroy that kind of statue for you as well to kind of do that final oh, with release. doubt yeah you yeah. what you do is you turn into a statue and then you have to fight doubt in kind yeah. of like a dream kind of sequence um that i found difficult as well because i think doubt is immune to transformations yeah if doubt's not i definitely it didn't help me so, and you have to fight that alone. So mm. that's the other part. So anyway, um, and then, uh, okay. So you do get one choice right off the bat. Master Lee allows you to, if you wish, mm -hmm. sacrifice yourself and ex understand your spot in the hierarchy. And you can do that. You yeah. can totally fall on the sword and you get what we call the ambiguous ending, <laughs> which uh, is basically uh, they erect a statue in your name. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and ultimately master Lee just laughs at how weak yes. and pathetic you are. So okay. uh, I went and looked at this, but I didn't actually do it. Of course I fought him. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, anything you really want to say about him? Yeah, he was a, he was quite tough. I would say this he's was a bitch. A, yeah. He's, he's a, a fucking bitch. He spams mm. the crap out of like sort of paralyzing abilities. He would literally, you were literally playing <sighs> this little fight in slow motion. <laughs> so jesus wept the yeah the ice shards he throws at you yeah oh my god um but yeah and uh but yeah um the other thing <laughs> the other thing i hate is uh when you get him down far enough he does like a, a an auto hit i guess that that really drains your life so i don't know anyway mm. but uh yeah yeah he was a pain in the ass and it is. It takes a. This is probably the longest fight I think of all of them. Well, I didn't focus on magic, and apparently projectile weapons is the easiest way to fight. Oh, really? Him. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was my, that was my <laughs> so. mistake then. <laughs> but obviously, when you use projectiles, you lose the ability to heal yourself, which obviously can have an effect. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, so, uh, <laughs> so, sorry, Chip is messing with me, uh, and then you. Uh, and then, so when Master Lee falls, basically whatever decision you chose gives you whatever ending um, you want. You know, you wanted. So um, yeah, it's basically three you, endings. Like you've mentioned one of them already, but you will have yeah. the the open palm ending or the closed fist ending, and they're pretty. You know, the open palm ending is a nice happy ending where you get a round of applause from the townsfolk. Um, nice things happen to people. <laughs> so, um, yep. And the closed fist ending is basically you become the new Dick Empire. <laughs> yeah, you literally take the role of Master Lee. So absolutely, um, as much yeah. And there is some cool endings with yes. the uh, with the uh, side characters. Um, I think we should knock them out real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it depends on whether you've gone the way of the open palm or the closed fist as well. So whether they have kind of happy end, like happy sort of endings or sad endings, really essentially. Um, 
it also is also they're affected also by if you've romanced them or not so because obviously um the ones you've romanced um will stay with you usually and mm -hmm. if you've gone the open palm route or even if you go funny enough i think if you go the closed route they still stay with you as well but i believe you know, so yeah is it in the sort of as a bad ruler basically um but um yeah they, they're um they the i thought the cutest one was the um was the wildflower the girl with the demon ending um her ending because she basically because um because you've obviously released the you've killed the water dragon yeah, this is chai car he's referring chai car yeah. yeah um you you've killed the water dragon so all of the demons and the the souls can now obviously be released now she the girl basically gets a real life so it's kind of like a little cute pinocchio guy type ending. do you know what happens if you uh, are close fist yeah she becomes psychopathic and yeah yeah i thought that was great and she has to wander the world uh, forever it's quite so. depressing yeah there's another fun one too with henpeck who where um where yeah uh basically no matter what you pick he uses the whole fiasco to run away from his wife <laughs> did, did the, i don't know if we got to did, the i don't know if it's in that ending but it's not like he eats a poison um a poison bun by accident it was meant for his wife and he eats it <laughs> Oh, really? And he ends up getting taken care of his wife that he was trying to avoid. It's just, it's hilarious. Oh, for mine, he, he starts a, a, a delivery business and then, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what? Maybe he does eat the bun in that. Mm, I think he does anyway. eat all endings. But so. Yeah. Um, this is the joke ending, whichever way you go, I think. But yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, there's some other ones that are interesting. You can kind of look them up in the wiki. Unfortunately, we are running out of time. So I think we're going to call it to a close. So that is Jade Empire. You can definitely check it out. It runs great on 360. Um, runs yep. perfectly fine on an Xbox. It's going to run you about 10 bucks or less, you know, no matter what version you want. And you can grab it on PC. And if you're willing to deal with the jank, um, it can probably <laughs> be the best way to deal with this game. Um, keyboard and mouse controls are kind of shit, too. I don't know that for sure. Uh, from, from personal experience, sorry. But I know it for sure from reading uh, feedback on it. Like, nobody was happy with all this. So, mm. <laughs> anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, with that, uh, hopefully we'll come back next week with the Mass Effect one. If not, Jam and I have a really good idea for a show we can do, and we'll, we'll get this knocked out soon. So uh, stay tuned to Gaming History 101 for more stuff and more Game Club info, and I'll be releasing some info soon on when I'm doing my near live feed stuff. But the best way to do that one is to just either fall at the real GH101 or at Spider's Venom and just watch for me to announce them. So anyway, mm -hmm. with that, we're going to call it to a close. Peace out.